There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow and Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. Businesses are closed all over the place. Thousands of people have lost their jobs. Businesses are under threat. We know this as well. But listen, with the online world now, it's possible for a lot of businesses to stay open even behind closed doors. And we're going to talk about it for the next while from a business perspective and also from the perspective of you and I, uh, consumers as well, with our techie guy, Declan Bailey from Business Tech Help is on the line. Hello, Declan. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Great to talk to you again. Can we start from the, the trader's point of view? The doors are closed, Declan, but the digital storefront, Declan, surely, I'm, I said this to you before, most businesses are, have to be at this stage there with an online presence, a website. Well, that's what you would actually think, Jerry. But just let's say take one of the huge, massive traders in Ireland, pennies. Pennies aren't online. So, you know, what, what would you say about that? I can't believe that. So, yeah. So when you think of that, like everybody's saying the pennies were caught in the hop, they don't particularly want to be online simply because of the price points they sell at, the return rate they would get. But pennies are not online. And there's loads of businesses I could name that are not online. So everybody isn't online. And if somebody is online, that doesn't mean you can actually buy from them. They wouldn't have an e-commerce part to their website. So they would have, let's say, a landing page that would tell you about the business but there's nowhere to buy a product from them. Do you know, I've heard recently as well, where some businesses uh, are trading, perhaps without a full website, but using social media to train. What's your opinion Hmm. on that? Well, you know, social media has come on leaps and bounds and you can have a retail online e-commerce part Hmm. on your social media. But that takes skill. It takes knowledge. You know, not everybody has the skill and knowledge for that kind of technology, just to step into, let's say, Facebook and turn it into a Facebook shop. It's just not as easy as people, what do I have to do, just stick something up for sale? It's not just that easy, but it lets you do it. That facility is there. But I suppose, again, you have to think of everybody that's sitting down now in front of a computer screen and they're going to buy something. The first port of call really is Google and they will put in your business name or they'll put in, uh, I don't know, buy hairspray online, whatever it might be. So whatever pops up there. Now, generally speaking, Facebook will not pop up in that search. So that's the first thing you have to think of, that it's going to be very hard for you to be found in a generic search from your Facebook page. If you're promoting a Facebook page, let's say you have 5,000, 6,000 likes and you're promoting it through that, well, then you've got some chance. But the only chance you have there is the people that actually have engaged with your Facebook page who like it and who interact with it. Everybody else... Well, they're out in the cold. So you don't have them potential people. 
So I would say, you know, we have great online, fantastic to have some Facebook, Instagram, that kind of thing. But you do need a core website. And from that, you can link off to your social media. But the core is people sit down in front of Google, not Facebook to find something. That's so true. And it's a very good point you make as well. You might have that existing base, but the world, and there is a world out there, potential customers Mm. are lost to you. Tell me this, and you're in this business, and of course you've joined us over the years and you've designed websites for two businesses Mm. I can think of. Actually, three. You've probably done three or four, and they've been mightily Mm. successful. Is it a big process, number one? And is it complicated to add that other link you're talking to it that enables the transaction to happen? It, it, well, it is and it isn't. It all comes down to the amount of products you have to sell. So for argument's sake, we just spoke about there, the couple of people that we did do over the years. And just uh, one, the whole hogs, he has a full online presence now that was added onto his website. So you can buy his products from his website. Mm. And that has massively helped Peter. Yeah. You know, he would have been dead in the, absolutely gone without it. So it is down to how many products you're going to put online. And I suppose at the end of the day, if you have a retail environment that you are selling five, 600 products, you're not going to put all those online. But if you have, you sit down and you think, well, I've got 50 products that I know will sell online. So let's just put them up online and let's start there. But if you don't have anything, if you have no starting point, well, then when someone finds you, your website is there, but there's nowhere for them to buy on it. Well, you've you've closed your door effectively. Even though it is closed now, it is closed, closed. And when you think of it, Jerry, a website is open 24-7. There is no trading hours on the website. You know, I, I actually have a client at the moment that went online last year. He was disappointed in the sales because he couldn't seem to get traction. Now, the business that he was in, I always thought it would have been hard enough to get traction on it because of the demographic that would have been visiting those type of products. But this year, he is up 600%. The online has saved his business. And people I know from the analytics behind his website, his busiest time on his website is between 8 and 10 at night time. Yes, and that's... You know, it's incredible. Incredible. I was just going to say that, that, you know, when you think of traditional business hours, even late hours, it's after Mm. that. There it is, that business. And that is sitting there for many people. In terms of a time frame, if if you are involved with somebody, does it take long to develop and launch a website and have it up and running fully flush? No, it doesn't really. Now, again, it depends on the amount of products you have. Yeah. It's like anything, if you are building a house Mm. and you have all the materials on site, you can build it quicker, then you're starting to build and you have to go look for materials. So for any web developer, they'll say, have you got all the product images? Have you got all the product information? And have you got some general information for your landing page? So if a client has them, again, depending on the amount of products, you're looking at within five days, a website can be up and live and trading online. Terrific. And and that is quick mm. and, and speed is of the essence for people who are not in that space uh, from what you're telling me at the moment. Mm. And if you want to find out more from a business point of view from Declan, it's businesstechhelp.net. That's businesstechhelp.net is his website. Let's move on to the consumer because... Look, I said it earlier on in the show, most of us have, well, maybe I'm overstepping the mark here. Lots of people have uh, bought online for a long, long time. But there's certainly a massive new cadre of people coming to it because of the initial lockdown and where we are now. A few pointers for people buying online, you know, buyer beware, what to look out for. Well, I suppose if you think of it, the first thing people 
that haven't bought online, what's stopping them? It's the fear of putting their credit card out there. It's the fear of, well, is this a genuine site? Uh, if I buy this, will I get it? What happens if I get it and I don't like it or I want to return it? All those different questions that when you land on a website, unless you go looking for the answers on that trader's site, which they will be there, delivery item, delivery information will be there, return information will be there, unless you look for that, you're kind of you know a bit in the dark saying, well, okay, I'll take a punt here and I will buy this and see what happens. But the main thing is putting your financial information out there putting your credit card information, actually physically buy something. Because all down through the years, all you hear of scams, don't do this, don't do that, look out for this. And people don't know when they sit down there, as we said there, most trading is done between 7 and 11 at night. So when people are there in the evening, sitting down, find something. Now, the second thing is, if something is too cheap and it looks too cheap, and you say to yourself, now, well, I'd buy this for nine ninety-five in a shop. Online, it's four ninety five. There's something wrong there. There's a disconnect. There can't be that much discount on something. So if something's too good to be true, it generally is not true. So you have to be very, very careful. But the main thing is your credit card. What, how and how, why you're going to put your credit card details into a system to pay for something. So it's at the point of purchase, not when you're looking at something and you're clicking around. It's at the point of purchase when you actually go to pay. That's where you have to be on the on, on the ball, really, and look out for certain things that the website has to have so that you feel comfortable putting your credit card information in. Like what, Declan? A couple of examples. What are the key things? Well, the, fir- the first thing would be on any website that is doing any kind of financial transactions, you must have what's called an SSL lock. If you look in the top of your browser where the actual web address is, you should see a little padlock. It's a little padlock yes. symbol. You can actually click on it and it will tell you that the trader has got a certificate. So once you see that, you'll know you are, it's like anything, it's, it's just added safety when you are actually putting in your credit card information. So I wouldn't go near a site that doesn't have the padlock. The second thing is when you come to actually pay, do you recognize that portal for payment? So everybody kind of knows PayPal, Stripe, those are the two big ones. But people mightn't have heard of WorldPay, Ingenico, Amazon Payments, WePay, there's so many out there now. And this is down to the actual person who has the website. They have decided that their payment portal is going to be whatever. So I built a website this week and they decided to go with Stripe, not PayPal. And again, it's it's the client's prerogative to do whatever he wants, but Stripe is well known. So once you see that there, and plus as well, you're not taken off the website. A lot of people over the years always felt that if they clicked to pay and they were taken off the website that they were actually trading on to make the payment through a different site, they got afraid. With Stripe, PayPal, WorldPay, you stay on the website. You never jump Mm. off that site. So the payment goes through under that SSL lock. Plus as well, you know, like I say to you, everybody knows those big names like PayPal and Stripe. So when you see something like that on a site, you do feel a bit more relaxed. But that's not saying that the likes of WorldPay and Ingenico, if you see that, you think, oh, God, who are I, I don't, I've never heard of these. But they are you know, reputable portals. The other thing as well is to always remember that the amount of scamming out there at the moment this year has really thrown this up where they are ghost sites. So all that somebody is doing is they are copying a website. So you might go on to, let's say, for argument's sake, Amazon.co.uk, which is massive now at the minute in Ireland. When that page opens up, it will actually look 
the exact same as amazon.co.uk. So always go into the URL at the top. That's the address bar at the top. And just click into the link. When you actually click in the link, you'll actually see the physical, the full physical address of the website. So what these scammers are doing is they will buy a domain name. So for argument's sake, we'll take Amazon. They will buy a domain, a domain name, amazon.co.co.uk. So they'll just add a little .co yeah. or they might just say Amazon, let's say Ireland.co.uk, whatever it might be, but it's not Amazon. That is not Amazon's website. And it's extremely easy to clone a website. So don't ever think that, well, my gosh, this is, this is a massive company. Nobody's going to be able to copy their website. I can copy any website. Just give me a couple of days, I can copy anywhere. It's just so easy. Mm. So you have to be really careful. Plus, I suppose the, f- the one thing that everybody does do, sits in front of Google, puts in whatever search, and then the results come up. So when you see the results on the top, the very first or second or third result, they can be what's called ads. There'll be a little AD beside the actual domain name, and then the actual description will be underneath that. The ad can be bought by anybody. So if me and you set up a website tomorrow and the website was live, let's say again Friday, we just contact Google and we say we're going to pay AdWords now for this search. So if we sold, let's say, fishing rods. So if anybody puts in fishing rods, we want to be number one and we pay what's, what's called pay per click. So when someone looks at that search, they put it in and we come up here, Jerry and Declan fishing rods. And that's a little AD beside it. That doesn't mean anything. Mm. Just because that's come up there, there's no, there's no substance behind that. But we have paid Google to make sure we come up number one. So I'd always check when you look at the results, don't necessarily go for the ad one. And plus as well, when you do open up the site, if you do click into it, just again, let it open up, click into the actual URL, the domain name itself, and make sure that's exactly what it should be. It reads whatever it might be. So for argument's sake, I'm just looking at one site here now, carzone.ie. So if it said carzoneireland.ie, well, that's not them. That's not Carzone. Yes. It might look like their site, but it's not them. The other thing, Declan, is, and this goes without saying, antivirus software, firewalls, they're so important, aren't they, yeah. to avoid getting yeah. hacked? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you think of it, I know you're sitting in the comfort of your own home and, you know, everybody thinks, right, I'm safe enough here. But try and equate it with you going out, standing in the middle of West Street, at an ATM. Now, if you're standing at the ATM and you start waving your card up before you put it into the machine, waving it around, then you put it in, you stand back, you start tapping in the numbers as expressive as you want, nobody's going to do that. People are stuck to the ATM, they're up beside it, they're covering their hands, but yet, in the comfort of your own home, you'll just put whatever you want in and it's sending it out there to you don't know where. So you have to have everything up to date and be on the lookout for just those little signs. And if at any point you just think that doesn't seem right, well, then just don't do it. Mm. It's just as simple as that. Don't do it. Like, you know, there's, there's nobody sitting in front of a computer trying to buy something on a life and death experience. I need to get this tomorrow. That's not happening. So just stand back and say, no, this doesn't seem right. There's something wrong. But again, the big thing is a price. If the price seems, you know, ridiculous. Yes. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. It's not right. Look, just before we finish, we have a minute or so, and I want to cover this one off. If you're shopping on websites outside the EU, which now includes mm. the United Kingdom, uh, yes. Norway, Iceland, your rights are not as protected as within Europe. No, 
because under the European banner, you've got much more rights. So, you know, that's just one thing to think of now. I know Norway, Iceland, some of them you're never going to, but the United Kingdom is a big one. Mm. There's a lot of stuff coming in from the UK. So that is a thing just to remember, you don't have the same rights. Like for argument's sake now, what everybody talks about is the cooling off period when you're trading online. So your cooling off period for physical goods is 14 days from when you actually physically receive them. So when the postman delivers them to you, those 14 days start. That's your cooling off period. And that's a thing to remember. Because, again, people are a bit afraid, oh, if I get this and it doesn't fit or it's not the right product, what do I do? But again, as I said to you, every site will have a page, a terms and conditions page, which will show you their returns policy that you must adhere to. Because every retailer has a little bit of different differences in their policies. But, you know, you need to be alert mm. on to what you you're trading with. Yeah, absolutely. Declan, brilliant advice there as usual. Back to you again soon. Reminding listeners, Declan Bailey is available. Businesstechhelp.net, businesstechhelp.net or 087-123-6789. That wonderful number. Till the next time, Declan, thank you so much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.